Uh, hey, this is Shia White. You're listening to Roster Watch. Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here with Cody Carpentier for our first of many, <laughs> first of much, many, many, many pieces of content that we're going to be having for the 2024 NFL Draft as we're starting right now to get our plans. I guess I mean I'm already booked for the Senior Bowl, Cody. I mean I, I guess we're booked. We got the hotel, we got flights. We're still got to get credentials and do all the rest of the stuff. Uh, still making the Shrine Bowl plans and um, credentials haven't opened up yet for the combine, but you know, planning on being at all that stuff, you know, at the pro days, all the rest of it. So now is the time to kind of start looking at some of these players. Of course, we follow college football throughout the NFL season, just like everybody else, and keep a close eye on it. I'm sure that you guys have seen on the website. Cody's already up to what you know. He's done a couple of mock drafts, and he left some stuff going up with previews of the various skill position players and things like that. But as always, from myself, from Cody, from Trashman, we will have through the course of the draft season our rookie spotlights for Dynasty going up for all these guys. And we usually like to start out with the seniors because those are the ones that traditionally we've gotten to see at the Senior Bowl. Now this year it's going to be a little bit different, Cody, because who knows? There could be a rash of underclassmen that end up coming in um that jim Nagy said at the you know has said at all of his various media appearances that this was a move that they foresaw coming which for those who didn't know now the all-star games are are, are allowing underclassmen players to to come mm-hmm. play the nfl made that determination um the senior bowl has <laughs> they're i think they're gonna keep the same name but um it might not be only seniors moving forward um so Look, there's going to be a lot of this stuff from us. This is the first one, and we've got two wide receivers that are going to be at the Senior Bowl that we have looked into here to start. So, Cody, do you want to start us out by just maybe going over who's and you know the the, the accepted invites so far to the Senior Bowl, and we start figuring out you know if, if there are any outstanding invites still out there and all the rest of that stuff. All right, so so far, uh, there's actually a pretty good crop of receivers that have declared and, and accepted their invitation to go to the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, first and foremost, today we're going to be talking about Brendan Rice uh, from USC and Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Amongst others are Jamari Thrash from Louisville, Ricky Purcell from Florida, Jacob Cowing from Arizona, a guy that uh, fits the mold of last year's draft class more than this one being in that five nine hundred sixty five pound range. Johnny Wilson, <laughs> the inverse, six seven two forty. We're going to talk about him from Florida State. Malachi Corley and Ienus Smith from Texas A and M as well. Um, but I did want to say uh, you talked about the juniors and stuff and their dec- declarations into this draft. Um, the NFL released a timeline. They have a soft deadline for underclassmen to declare, which is January fifth, and then they have an under underclassmen list that will be sent out to teams and all star games can officially invite slash announce true juniors. Uh, on January 9th, and then the final deadline will be January 15th. So it's all going to happen within that week around or circulating around the national championships. So I think it's the Wednesday before through the Wednesday after or something along those lines. So um, that'll be when we know about the juniors, and we won't know about them officially until then. 
Well, and and for and for and for players from the two teams lucky enough to advance to the to the final out of the CFP, they get the extension on mm-hmm. the time to declare. They don't have to declare by the fifth. They have until the Monday after, or was it the Monday after the uh, the the final? Or wait, what? Yeah, so what, the fifteenth is so the the championships on the eighth. So the fifteenth will be the Monday after. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I I think I remember it being the Monday after. That could be. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's right. Re- regardless, yep. uh, we're going to know some of these underclassmen and stuff moving forward. But the guys that you listed off, how how many is that? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, nine. Nine guys so far. That's nine guys total? To, to Jim Net. Yeah, nine receivers so far have accepted their invitations. And then I was also listening to Jim Nagy uh, on a different show just a few hours ago. He mentioned that they have over – they have, I think, it's 20 or 21 defensive backs have already accepted invitations uh, for the event as well already. So with the receivers, I'd be interested to go – it feels to me like each team has like seven or eight usually. Is that about yep. right? Is it that's, seven, that's, eight? Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't have the. I don't have a pull up in front of me. But after going to thirteen of these things, that it feels like there's usually seven or eight per team. Um, so we have basically, if it's if it's basically half of them in. So you know, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of them go. I certainly think that you know, I think both these guys are are going to be fun to fun to watch, fun to scout, um, and also the, just l- let me say too here at the beginning, like um, certainly these these evaluations that we're giving or our in- initial evaluations over the course of the draft season, we'll have to go back in and add things into the profiles like the athleticism scores, the the, the testing numbers. Uh, our opinions on these guys can certainly change throughout the process i remember uh, a good example of that would be somebody like um there's a million examples right there's just a, a million examples i've got like say like tank dell you know simply mm-hmm. he's, he's he's too puny to whatever like i don't even care you go to the senior bowl piece so, so well i guess i gotta at least have this guy under consideration or you might see a guy who's um a guy who's um film you've really thought was awesome like uh you know, like an Amara Darbo or a Khalil Shakir, maybe. And, and and I know some people like Khalil Shakir at the senior bowl, you know, whatever the jury's still out on him, but both of those guys were guys I got to the senior bowl and I said, well, it's not, not quite what I thought I saw on film and everything like that. And during the course of the, you know, off season, we're, we'll, 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 we'll go through and edit in those thoughts into these profiles and stuff like that. But initially this should be a good primer for these players. And, uh, Cody, it, I guess, um, I was going to say that to preface, last year's class had 17 wide receivers at the Senior Bowl. The year before had 13. I I just went back and looked really quickly. Um, And I just just on the landscape of this class currently, I would think it's going to be a lot closer to that 17 number, similar to last year. They'll have eight on each team. It'll be 16. Uh, um, And so, but today, yeah. So like we said today, Brendan Rice, USC, Xavier Leggett, South Carolina, Cody did Brendan Rice. I did Xavier Leggett. Cody, why don't why don't you start with Rice? Give us the breakdown. What do you think? I mean, I saw him. I, yeah. I think I think he looks good. I think he looks smooth. I'd be interested to hear what you think about his top end speed. Seems like to me a guy that can. Um, seems crafty, man. I don't know. I don't know why the first guy, the first comp that came to me was Robert Woods. I kind of thought it could. I like just be, that. You know. 
Um, could be the, craft, the, can, the USC number two. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I mean, could have been. I mean, sometimes that 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 definitely happens, right? But I mean, the the way that he finds his way, he can kind of sit in zones. He it feels like he can. He's he's at a point in his career like like Robert Woods was at the very beginning, whenever everybody fell in love with Bobby Trees about how he was versatile, how mm-hmm. he could, you know, he he was a good he was a good route runner who could find little soft spots in the zone, but also if you also if you needed him to, it'd be be able to beat you on the uh, the, the the occasional uh, deep post route and stuff like that uh, seems seems to move well long Snyder long long Strider big enough um, but I'd be uh, like clearly you you did the most work on him yeah I think you you had a bunch of important things there and then the first note that I had was his great ability to find the soft zones uh, in defenses and then, and it's like continually play after play after play he's doing that uh, one of the other things that clearly stuck out to me was. Um, and this is again something we talk about on a weekly basis really in fantasy is the guys that are friendly to the quarterback guys that are never giving up on plays and even on them even if they're on the backside of a play they're continuing to find a spot find a zone keep their eyes on the quarterback keep moving keep moving keep moving and rice is a guy that as you watch through multiple games it's play after play week after week he's the guy that's continuing to move and all of a sudden caleb williams who we all know is an improviser and that's one of his best traits he finds Brendan Rice in the corner of the end zone. He finds Brendan Rice toe-tapping on the sidelines. And I think yeah. that that's going to be a key thing that really enables him into the NFL. I think the prototypical size, he's bigger than his dad was, six foot three, 210 pounds. Like I mentioned, his dad, his Jerry dad? Rice. His, you might know him, Jerry Rice. Um, his dad's Jerry Rice? Pretty and, good, yeah. And, 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 and you didn't lead with that? Yes. So, I mean, that's, that's what I – Again, that's the top of the of the scouting notes, the son of Hall of Famer Jerry Rice. But um, well, I haven't that's read the, the scouting notes. Yeah, I haven't read that, them. No, I know, I know, I know. But this is where I was gonna like leading into it is that kind of the the end of he's my Jerry Rice's kid. This is what I'm saying. I the did, end of the I mean the end of my write up. The end of my write up. Listen, listen. The end of okay. my write up comes. It circles around to this because um, he went to Colorado for two years. Didn't do much. Colorado was not good. He transferred away, jumped into this passing game in USC, played with Jordan Addison. I think he was fourth on the team in receiving yards, finished with 611. Then he came this year, and and he really kind of exploded onto the scene, had a couple of massive games against his former Colorado team. And it is interesting because when you do dive into him, He's not getting a lot of conversation. A lot of a lot of I was people like, that I've seen is his dad that have Sidney Rice or something. Is his dad's? I mean, you didn't lead with the fact that his dad is the goat. I can't believe it. This, this is like this saying, is my like, point. It's like saying there's this just like Alex Montana and not mentioning he's Joe Montana's kid. Again, oh I was going to mention it, but the point is, is you don't have to mention it, and it's interesting because people know this is Jerry Rice's kid. But they're not valuing him. They're not valuing him like people are giving. Obviously, he's not on Marvin Harrison's level. But it's like this is Marvin Harrison's son, or you know, this is Deion Sanders' son, or like you know, Deion Sanders is a son playing safety. It's going to be a next year draft class, and it's like he's uh, getting this. Uh, he's a he's a good safety, but he's getting a, an artificial inflation because he's Deion Sanders' son. We're like Jerry Rice' son was a was a three star prospect coming out of high school plays receiver is bigger than his dad was has the speed and when you watch him the nuances in and out of his breaks and routes is yeah, very good. clean very I, I i had this as a con but i think i'm gonna move it to a, a, a positive and that is he has like an old school aggressive release package that like when you put the tape literally it sounds weird but like when you put the tape next to like a terrell owens coming out of chattanooga a jerry rice a larry fitzgerald it's a very like aggressive long striding arms are moving everything is so uh 
planned out and you can see it's his own way of running the routes. Uh, and I think that that's something that is going to make a difference for him and that it couples in with his ability to find those spots in the zones. Um, I don't think he has very good lower body flexibility um, in and out of breaks and in and out of tackles. I think he has good deep ball ability, uh, inconsistent at separating downfield. Uh, we'll talk about a couple other guys that are going to be at the senior bowl that do a better job separating downfield. He does still have, I think in that low four five area of speed, which is uh, enough Ask to break dad. away. <laughs> enough to break away downfield yeah so i think he has natural ball skills uh, but they can be improved as well they're not up there with the elites one interesting thing was that he returned 22 kicks while at colorado only returned a couple at usc returned one punt his entire time in college that was his freshman year at colorado one singular punt and he returned it 81 yards for a touchdown so i think that's another avenue for him to get reps on the field get onto the field uh, i ended up with like an early third round grade on him and a, a, a play style comparable that i came across and again i i was going through a ton of these guys right and i ended on um zay jones uh and and zay jones was one that i loved coming out of east carolina and i thought we're similar to the when i was watching guys like terrell owens and all this stuff who, who are bigger body guys um they play in this certain way and the one thing that did bring me back uh, and circle me back continually to, to Zay Jones was just the, the strong hands, excellent north-south tackle breaker, uh, and, and just his ability to find those spots in the zones continually. So uh, I like the Zay Jones comparable. And I think Brendan Rice, again, like I mentioned before, he's not getting any type of bump for being Jerry Rice's son. And all I've well, seen from know. people is between like the 15s and 25s for rankings at the wide receiver position. Again, this class is stacked. Uh, with wide receivers, but there's, there's again, this guy's six foot three, 21 and a half years old, 210 pounds. He's not slow. He's a good, good to great route runner. And he, and he performed well transferring to USC. So uh, I'm a big fan of Brendan Rice. And I think he's going to continue to rise through here. And I think that the senior bowl is only going to allow that to propel uh, to the process. C. Shearman, the sharpest man, at least in the football with friends chat over in the roster watch chat today. He says, cool. nugget from Philman hit, hit 23 miles per hour on the GPS. He had a 1.43 10-yard split. He also a vertical jump 38, 17 reps at 225. Gosh. If he got up to dude, if he got up to 23 miles per hour, Cody, we're talking faster than a four, four, five. Mm-hmm. That's what I was just to ask you. Like, what are you gonna what are you gonna pr- project his 40 as? I had about a four five three, four five two. That's where I was looking at him. I'll I'll be interested. Uh, so I'm going to ask you about guys from the past as far as prospects that you would prefer him to or or not as as as, as we get out of here. Um, okay, let's let's talk about Xavier Leggett. So what an interesting what an interesting prospect this is. And I hadn't you know I told Cody I you know I I hadn't watched much much South Carolina this year so. Um, I had seen a little, you know, I had seen a little bit of USC and I figured that if I'm going to do one of these guys, let me, let me do a guy from, you know, a team where I, I kind of want to see how, how Rattler looked and, you know, do you know what I mean? I just, I didn't get to see a whole mm-hmm. lot of these guys this year. And if yeah. you would have watched, you know, many games at all of, um, Xavier Leggett, you wouldn't have, you know, you would have come away from those games thinking like, man, you know, this is a dude that we need to remember to keep our eyes on. Right. Uh, super big. Super fast, just size speed combo, and we know that you can't ever, ever, ever trust what these colleges say, right? About these guys' height, weight, stuff like that, right? But they do have him listed at six. Let me just see, six foot three unofficially, two hundred and twenty-seven pounds. Um, 
the receptions, 25% of the team's receptions this last season, 38% of the team's receiving yards, 33% of the team's receiving touchdowns for a total production percentage of 32%. That's very good. Um, the, th- the, th- the, th- the thing about him was he was a late breakout player, the br- 22 as far as his breakout age, and he was not a highly recruited prospect coming out. He was a three-star from the class of 2019. He's a fifth-year player. Um, you know, that's you know maybe one of the – um, I don't know. One of the cons, as far as his, as as, as far as Xavier Leggett's profile, but um, we've seen these guys before that have been late bloomers that have been just fine. And when you just look at the at the pros that he has on his side, okay. So basically, I mean, he's he's on. So he was uh twenty twenty three all ace all SEC second team among the coaches, right? And these coaches only vote in two wide receivers per team. So the mm-hmm. coaches saw him as a top four receiver in the SEC. Cody, I'm getting a little bit of an internet signal, so if I start to lag or something, we just let me know. Yep. Okay. Um, the uh, the he was PF Cockamamie PFF had him as a All SEC first team. Of course, he was a Senior Bowl All American first teamer because Nagy puts his guys on there. Second highest receiving yards total in, in uh, South Carolina history, and that that I, I, I've got to think about it. That that kind of means something because we're talking now, guys like you know Troy Williamson went there, like Sidney Rice, Sidney Rice. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, Debo Samuel, Alshon Jeffrey, Kenny McKinley, Brian Edwards, uh, Ace Sanders. I mean, they they had a bunch of guys who played there that were really good college football players. The second most receiving yards in the whole history, the whole history of the school. You know, that's a that that's a that's a big big season. Um, as far as you know, just a prototypical size speed specimen. Um, I just wrote exhilarating acceleration and ability to get up to full speed at a blank. Just for a guy his size, it it really is exhilarating. We talk about Xavier Worthy at Texas, Cody, and just the way he can mm-hmm. accelerate and just go zero to sixty just like that. I can't believe this guy can. Like I'm, I'm not saying he's a worthy man. It's disgusting. Uh, he's just really, really, really fast. Really, really, really big. He got up to twenty two point three miles per hour uh, versus um, Mississippi State this year, and just at two hundred twenty pounds, man, he's gonna he's gonna test very, very explosively. Uh, giant catch rat, rate, radius, long arms, big hands. Uh, PFF only has him for two drops in, in twenty twenty three. Um, what's crazy about him is. You, I, I, he can win with the contested catches. Clearly, he's got this. Um, he's got this. He's got this body right where he's super. He's he's he. he my comp is DK Metcalf because was, it's was, just. I mean, yeah. it's just he's the same size. He's the same weight. He's fast as hell. He's high cut with these long legs and this angular top of his body. Like he just looks like like this anvil kind of shaped upper body. You know that you're but super long legs that allow for the long strides. Um, and so clearly he's a guy that you can see being beastly at the catch point and he's, 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 he's good at the catch point. I think he's fine. Um, I wouldn't say he's a Mike Evans box him out power forward type of, you know what I mean? Um, power forward type type of player, but I also think he's going to run faster than Mike Evans. So I, th- yeah, I think but that's the, but see, that's the thing he can also he, like, he can beat you in the contested catch game, but he, he can be a, he can be a lid lifter. He can, you can line yeah. him up. You can line him up outside and let him be a lid lifter. He's he was versatile. Um, one third of his snaps he played like as a big slot um, and where he's just a matchup nightmare in there. Uh, he played two thirds of his snaps outside. 
so productive in both of those ways. And, you know, the, the, um, and if you just look at the advanced analytics, right. And I know we say the PFF is so cockamamie, but some of the stuff like yards per route run, I think it's fine. That's just, you know what I mean? That's just, that's just the, the, the routes divided into the, to the total yards. Um, Dude, his is at 3.15, and this is traditionally one of the more predictive analytic metrics in wide receiver prospecting, right? And just to give an, ex- to give an example of that, um, that was 11th out of 441 FBS qualifiers that played at least 20% of their team's snaps, 11th out of 441. And if you just, if you just took it out to where only draft-eligible qualifiers – it was the second best out of all of them. And that was like 191 of these guys. Second best. So that's it. That's an efficiency metric that also incorporates volume. So it, it kind of takes the best of both worlds. It's one of the most predictive that there is in prospecting. And he is through the roof with it. So whether you believe in the PFF grades, whether it, and, and, and I don't, right? But some of the metrics that they have are important to look at, man. And that yards per route run, when you see that he's literally number two of anybody eligible for this draft class, you put it together with the size, you put it together with the speed, you put it together with the fact that he has sticky hands, he doesn't doesn't drop the football. It's, I I mean, it just makes for a very, very enticing package. The only things you can hold against Xavier Leggett here, and again, dude, we're talking about you know, a 32%, a 32% basically average market share that he very productive and very efficient as, as mentioned via the yards per, per route run. Um, the only negatives, he was only a three-star coming in. He was a late bloomer. He didn't even do anything till his fifth year in college, uh, breakout age of 22. He's going to be 20. He's, he's, he's turning 23 on January 5th this year. So he'll be 23 for basically his, so really, really not that old. He'll be 23 mm-hmm. for his whole rookie season. Um, the other thing is, I mean, and these things kind of feel almost like nitpicks, Cody. I'd be interested to hear, I think he's extremely athletic and tough to bring down, but he's not, uh, he's not a freight train that's going to just run over you and stuff. And I I think that that's, I I think that's fine. It's like, you don't want your receivers to be lowering their shoulder and trying to bowl dudes over. He's tough to bring down, but if you get a bunch of dudes around him, it's not, I don't think he's the type of guy that forces that many missed tackles with his with his pure physicality. He uses his physicality to win at the catch point and to you know to to be able to uh, separate in, in tight spaces, um, which is fine. Clearly, he has better straight line speed than he does lateral quickness, and that ju- that goes into a little bit to my DK Metcalf comp. They have very similar bodies, and they they um, they they win in very very similar ways, right? Everybody remembers DK Metcalf. You know, we kind of said that about him, and there was the brutal testing in the three cone and in the short shuttle, and you know, it's just like, well, that was kind of predictable. He, he's mm-hmm. he's a, he's a little bit of a straight line, not stiff, but you know, just a kind of straight line, real kind of thoroughbred, fast, fast, fast um, prototype. The other thing is just 335 of his 1,255 receiving yards. That's 27% of his receiving yards and three of his seven receiving touchdowns, which was 43%. They came in two games versus Furman and Jacksonville State. So yep. there were you know, some, some stat padding versus some cupcakes there. The, that Jacksonville State game was a 217-yard, two-touchdown monster. He had, a, he had a touchdown and like 100 – I forgot what it was. It was a big game versus Furman. 100-plus yard receiving, you know, touchdown versus Furman. There were a few games where he kind of got shut out a little bit. If you watch the A&M game, he wasn't very productive in that one. Uh, a few others kind of like that. But, man, 
over the course of this thing, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I don't know if I have a draft grade on him, you, you know, right now. Um, as, to me, he looks to, to me, he looks like a day two pick. Um, you feel like somebody's just gonna with, with that level of athleticism. It feels like somebody would, somebody would take. The, I mean, he's six foot three, two twenty seven. He's pro, dude. He, I mean, people say he's gonna run a four three. Yep, yep. I think like, I think so too. I mean, they're they're literally Cody. Their size pro, pro, projecting at a four three zero, and saying that that's what he tested internally at um, in, in, internally at South Carolina. I don't think he'll run a four three zero, but no, I'm projecting him with like a four three. I mean, it feels cocky maybe to say it for the, but I mean, I'm projecting him at a four three seven, and that could be really really wrong. Um, maybe it'd be more conservative just to just project him at a four four. What do you think about that? I think you're in that same ballpark, right? You look at other names in this in the same uh, family of comps. That's the DK Metcalf, right? Four thirty four point three three, Julio four three nine, Andre Johnson four point four. They're all in that same uh, range, and I, I do think the the one thing you did bring up was his lack of, I guess you maybe call it attitude, which is where DK Metcalf kind of it's starting to get to be a negative for Metcalf oh, in the NFL, yeah, yeah. but also where My he will put team. It sure is, Cody. He can't he, keep getting kicked out of these things. He will put his head down and he will try to run somebody over. It's kind of like a AJ Brown thing. AJ Brown knows when to pull it back, knows when to do it. And I think that that's one thing that, that Xavier will get. It's a positive. I look at it as a positive. One thing I did see, uh, you brought up, he was a three star. I did see a four. I did see four stars on, on uh two, four, seven. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, I saw four stars. Your, and, yeah. But then I also saw three stars as a composite. So there's two different ratings there. Um, but I, I, I think it's still borderline there. Um, the one note that I did make was that when he was recruited, he was 190 pounds. Uh, and he's now listed at 227, so that he would have gained 37 pounds in his time at South Carolina. And as you can tell, he's holding that weight pretty well as he's able to uh, run in the 4-3-4-4 range and be built like Adonis. Like he's, He looks like a menace of, a, of an athlete. Uh, and like one of the notes I made was, you'll be hard-pressed to find a freakier athlete in this entire draft class. Hence why C. Sherman brings up he's, he's on the freak list uh, from um, from Feldman. So I, I think another thing on Xavier Leggett, you bring up the, the, a lot of receiving yards in a few short games. The first four games this season, he had 556 yards, which breaks Elshon Jeffrey's school record for most receiving yards in the first four games of a season, 556. Over the course of the last four seasons before that, he had 423. Uh, and then again, you mentioned you put out 1255. And when we're talking about draft capital, and I, and I wanted to bring this up because we talked about DK Metcalf. In three years, DK Metcalf played in 21 games, had 1,228 total receiving yards, 1,228 total receiving yards, Leggett 1255 in this fifth senior year. So I think that that is interesting. And again, I literally what I wrote down was his breakaway deep speed is that of DK Metcalf from a stylistic and aggressive nature. And I think that's exactly what it is in, in how he plays. And I think you, you, you're going to be stuck in that area of comps. And I know it's tough sometimes for people to hear those big names, those big athletic freaks, but he's not uh, a Miles Boykin. He's not a Bryce Ford Wheaton. He's not one of these guys that is oh, going to yeah. run the four, four Oh, but he, um, you know, like those guys are more of a lanky build, more of a, uh, those two, Simi Fihoko, like these guys that, you know, we've always once looked at and we're like, oh, this guy's fast, this guy's big, this guy's tall, this guy's long, he can run. 
this isn't what Xavier Leggett is. He he has much more of a package, I think, uh, in his ability to kind of run jets and, and, and kind of be moved and used all over. So I think Leggett's very interesting. And in my last mock draft 2.0 just a few weeks ago, I mocked him 29th overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, so you uh, think he gets, you think he's a chance to sneak in? Okay. Oh, it, it was again, again, I know it was hot, and that was kind of the purpose behind it was because it's an early mock and I wanted his name to get into that conversation. I do think he ends up being near the top 50 in that range. I'm not sure he gets to 29 the first round. But I do think he's going to be in the mix in that second round to be one of the first couple of receivers taken off the board. And like you mentioned, like it's it's a pretty near comp to DK Metcalf. Like he again, he didn't break his leg or anything like this, but five years he gained 37 pounds of body weight. That's a ton, Alex, to uh, again build that frame. And this year was always supposed to be Juice Wells, Trey Knox, and, and Spencer Rattler, and it, and it wasn't. Juice Wells went down with an injury, and this guy took that step up, took that, you know, in the early part of the season and broke out and kind of had those opportunities. So I think Leggett's going to be a guy that, that will translate to the league positively. All right. You got to answer these questions. These are the tough ones, Cody. You got to, you have to, you have to take, you, you have to take your, I'm, I'm giving you like the, the men in black, like, you know, the little light that they shine. Right, uh-huh. giving you like the little light, yeah, and you and your and your your memory's gone of the of these players in, in the NFL, and you just have to think of them as prospects, okay? Okay, All right, okay, Brendan Brendan Rice or Rashi Rice in the NFL as as, as you would project Rashi from the from college. To the way that you project Brandon Rice from college. I really liked Rashi, dude. You, you remember a year ago we were talking about him and, and he was projected to come in at about 185, 189 range. And I was like, this dude looks like Garrett Wilson. So I think from a from a bet standpoint, if I if I think if these guys were in the same class, I would have Rashi a tad bit higher just because of the nature of the position and his abilities uh with the frame that he has, whereas uh let's face it, what DK Metcalf brings to the what table. Is, what is what is Brandon Rice's high? What is his height and weight? Uh, his height and weight is, I think, a six two and a half, six two six three two ten. Okay. Oh, I um, was thinking of Leggett. Sorry, I was thinking of Leggett. Um, God, that's really close. You know that? That's a good question. Brandon, Brandon Rice or Rashi Rice? Rice. I think I'm going to go Brendan because I saw him transfer to USC, do it with the do it with the good quarterback, and I, I like his ability with in and in in and out of plays where he's featured and not featured to to continue to work. Um, I love Rashi's route running, but I think Brendan Rice will translate to the NFL uh, a little bit better, and I think that being six three two ten that's going to help him as well. Brendan Brendan Rice or your your memory's been bl- your, your your memory's been blacked out about Michael Wilson, Brandon Rice. That's okay. that that's one of the, that's another one of the guys that I actually put in my notes was um, that people are going to be like r- uh, reminiscent of the Michael Wilson thing. They're going it's going to remind scouts of Michael Wilson and, and show his great ability. And, and I think despite the common knowledge of like oh Michael Wilson's having a good week, I still think the value is going to be there on draft day for fantasy football purposes. Okay. Here's the toughest one. Xavier Leggett coming out or Christian Watson? 
very similar prospects. I'm going to go Christian Watson. Um, I'm going to go Christian Watson because of the dynamism. I think the Leggett has it as well, but that could potentially change after the senior bowl. That senior bowl week was big for Christian Watson, but I do think that what he brings to the table is a little bit closer to the Mike Evans range and that length and that Randy Moss length. Uh, and I, and I prefer that type of a prospect over the Leggett's, which is the more tighter, stiffer upper body guys like the Metcalfs of the world. They're a lot easier to transit to the NFL. about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.